FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Father Rob Gallia and Justine Cumbo, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Gospels and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Gospels, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influencers, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. Hello, welcome, episode 18, the season... Finale of season six, and we're all together. Gosh, I love being doing these episodes when we're all together. Isn't it fun? It is fun. I don't know. It's just, but we're all together in a bigger way today. A bigger way. It's not just us three. We are joined by a big number of our ministry partners online, on online Zoom. on Zoom, all around the world. It's super exciting, super nerve wracking. But I don't know, maybe not nerve wracking because I kind of feel like we're a bit of a community and it's yeah, it's yes. nice. I was saying earlier that I'm, I'm fangirling everyone, seeing everyone pop up from whether it's Shepparton or Canada or Malta or America or Indonesia. I'm, I'm like, oh, they're here. <laughs> and just uh, seriously, kudos to, I know some people here have woken up in the middle of the night. It's like two in the what? morning. Just such yes. dedication and we're so grateful. We yeah, are very them, grateful. Send them a Tim Tam. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's hard waking up early in the morning. I've been waking up a bit early over the last few days, but um, I, I really admire. I don't know if I'd be able to get up so early for a podcast, listening yeah. to a podcast. But Just to listen to us. <laughs> to listen to yourself. <laughs> no, to, to listen to you, Justine. And, and, <laughs> And the sweet <laughs> melodies of our divine voices. <laughs> but it's good. And it's been very exciting as well. 18 episodes we've had. What in a season. It's been so much fun. I, I can't believe how fast it's gone. Yeah, totally. But I'm just so in, so much in awe of what we've learned. And yes. the year that it's unfolded in the midst of this podcast happening, it's crazy. But so grateful that this could still continue. And again, our amazing ministry partners who make it possible. But, you yes. know, it prevails. God prevails through even the craziest and most chaotic of times. And what a privilege it's been. To, to break open the gospel week by week and as we say all the time this has been a real blessing also in our own personal lives i can yeah. speak for myself you know just the the amount i've had to study the amount the amount i've had to learn for this this podcast and you know, we come to the podcast and we teach but there's also hours and hours and hours of preparation uh, and administration as well. And if you're well, anything like I was just saying to Justine before we started, gosh, I really procrastinated in studying <laughs> this episode. Yes. Like I left it right to the last minute. Yep. So I, I reckon I've probably forgotten it all. We'll see. But in, in five <laughs> weeks' time, as usual, I will be able to regurgitate everything That's to someone. Right. <laughs> it's amazing. Out of nowhere, you're just talking about, oh, pickled fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pickled fish episode. I still haven't tried a pickled fish. <laughs> well, ni- neither have I. <laughs> maybe in Israel, maybe in Jerusalem one day. <laughs> maybe. I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. So. <laughs> we, just as every other episode has been jam-packed, we have a very jam-packed episode. We're titling this one Live. Q&A and we've had people sending in questions from all around the world and I do need a preface like we did a Q&A mm. last year at the end of the year and we had some great questions and it was it was a great episode and we learned a lot but <laughs> this year when I was reading the questions I was just like whoa whoa <laughs> this is like up to the ante like wow. stepped up another level and it just goes to show how much the people who have been following our ministry and, and learning with us and growing with us have grown in their faith and how much it's actually inspiring me and us to yeah. grow as well. Yes, yes, like so from milk to T-bone steak. 
Yeah. And for those, again, <laughs> vegetarians, <Okay. laughs> very tough tofu. Yes. <laughs> we have grown. So we have some awesome questions to get to. But before we do that, we don't want to leave you empty-handed with a gospel reflection. So we're going to read this week's upcoming gospel and we're celebrating the solemnity of Christ the King. Justine's going to read that gospel and we're going to give a quick like one pointer each and then get stuck into your questions. And just a quick little fun fact though, um, Feast of Christ the King has now been, um, they've now appointed World Youth Day to yes. be celebrated on feast uh, the Feast of Christ the King. And I think this year is the first time first we're time. celebrating it. Before it was Palm Sunday. So yeah. Palm Sunday was always World Youth Day. Now the Pope has moved it to... Christ the King. Yeah. You, oh, I, yeah. I learned that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just now. <laughs> ah, welcome. Podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we will be reading from John 18, 33 to 38. So Pilate went back into the praetorium and summoned Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this on your own or have others told you about me? Pilate answered, Am I not a Jew? I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom does not belong to this world. If my kingdom did belong to this world, my attendants would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not here. So Pilate said to him, Then you are a king. Jesus answered, You say I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? Mm -hmm. What is truth? Mm -hmm. Father Rob, one takeaway. <laughs> okay, I, I'm impressed how you pronounce Praetorium, first Look, of all. <laughs> I immediately thought of you and knew you were going to make fun of me. I'm a smart person, okay? <laughs> you are, you are. Praetorium. You can say Praetorium, you can say anything. <laughs> but um, I, I think one of the things that I took away is... is um, it's w what do they say? Um, th can I... Can I <laughs> did you lose the page? No, I didn't. <laughs> but um, wh where is it? Yeah. Okay. So this, um, there was a verse. Do you say this on your own or have others told you about me? And this comes to the point of encounter as well, always. You see, this, this guy, um, Pilate, heard so much about Jesus and he respected Jesus to the point where he wanted to set Jesus free. He had uh, knowledge of Jesus. But also, and the, the, the real thing is that, he, but he had secondhand knowledge. Even though he was even speaking to Jesus, he never allowed Jesus to give him an encounter of his love. And so this is, I think, one of the dangers I always see. And I see with, with people, especially who are discipled by Jesus, people who live for Jesus, people, I'm not talking about people on the outside, but people who walk with Jesus. Just because, you see, and I often say this, just because you follow Jesus today and just because you loved Jesus 10 years ago doesn't mean you love Jesus today. And so that's why it's always too important to keep the bread fresh, to keep the relationship fresh, to make sure you allow yourself to continue to be vulnerable and allow Jesus to enter into your vulnerability. Because, and this is what Pilate couldn't do. He was face to face with Jesus you know imagine we were had that opportunity like Pilate had to be face to face to Jesus but all the information he had the experience he had the knowledge he had was from other people and what other people they were the other people who 
didn't like Jesus, mm, who yeah. didn't believe that Jesus was the risen, was the Christ. And so this is the danger as well, how important it is to surround ourselves, to listen to, and surround ourselves with people who are in love with Jesus, who have had that encounter with Jesus, as opposed to surrounding ourselves um, with people who are non-believers, when we're at school, when we're at work. Take in what they say, yes, listen, but at the end of the day, make sure after they drain you, that you spend time basking mm -hmm. in the presence of Jesus in the community in a, in a, with a group of people who believe and love, love Jesus. I love that. It reminds awesome. me of the quote, you're the sum of the five closest people to you in your life. Yeah. Just yeah. think about who are those five people. And yeah, that's a good one. I'm doing something a little different. I found a, a quote that really grabbed me. So I'm just going to put one sentence out there. Um, and it's about kingship. And um, just illuminating the fact that Jesus was a different kind of king. Um, and here it is. Jesus is a king who never rose so high that he couldn't see those who were down low. If we would see Jesus, we will look in places kings seldom go. Ooh. Drop the mic. <laughs> You're welcome. I saved it for episode 15. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I love? We didn't actually, normally we discuss we what we're yeah, going to exactly. do. We didn't discuss, and the three of us have got three completely different yeah, things. Yeah, I'm learning here. I'm enjoying yeah, this. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Okay. My takeaway, I was, I really, what jumped out at me was when Jesus said his kingdom was not of this world. He doesn't say it was not in this world, but not of this world. Yeah. I think it was, was it Mother Teresa who said we need to be, in the world but not of the world. I wasn't yes. sure which saint it was. but um, So this is in John chapter 18. But in John chapter 17, Jesus is actually praying for his disciples in their mission in the world. And he acknowledges that we as his disciples don't belong in this world either. But he doesn't pray to the Father for, for the Father to take us out. He just mm. prays that the Father would protect us from evil. And so it can be really easy to be caught up in despair with things you know it's, it's hard to be around people who don't share your faith it's hard to be in a world that doesn't share your values and things but as Christians you know we we have hope and so we need to allow God to transform us to live as Jesus did while we wait for our hope which is heaven and, and to, to enter God's kingdom that's my takeaway very good I think I think my I spoke too long compared to you both. <laughs> I, was, I was going to preach. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to preach mode. No, it's great. But uh, just a, a quick note as well, just for our ministry partners. Thank you for making this possible. Uh, we're joined live with our ministry partners Yay. right now, so at least some. Um, and we're just blessed to have them here. So just a quick um, note of those of you who are interested in becoming a ministry partner. The production of this podcast would not be possible without the support of our donors and ministry partners. If you've been blessed by this podcast, please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a one-off donation or becoming an FRG ministry partner from just $5 per month, as well as enabling FRG ministry to impact hearts across the world through the creation of online resources and outreach programs. As an FRG ministry partner, you will have access to our rewards program where you can receive exclusive benefits and content to help you continue to grow in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about becoming an FRG ministry partner, head to frgministry.com slash donate. Thank you once again to our ministry partners. Dun, dun, dun. It's time for the questions. Oh, no. <laughs> you made your own jingle. I was thinking we haven't got a jingle. I need to sing something. Uh, um, yeah, I could. Uh, no. 
<laughs> I am going to start with a light question. Now, this question is for all of us hosts and we're not allowed – this is another thing. We're not allowed to give the same answer. So <laughs> so this – repeat that again. So this is just a, a – It's a question. It's not submitted by – No, it was submitted. Okay. But the instructions were very specific that it's for all the hosts and we're not allowed to give the same answer. So I'm going to go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so – wait, wait. Just, just – we're answering the same question. The same question. Okay, I'm a bit slow. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. For and that question, competitive. <laughs> that question is, when you get to heaven one day, what will be the first thing you do when you meet Jesus face to face? Justine. Literally the first thing that came to mind, is I just want to hug him. <gasps> I knew you were going to say that. I knew someone was going to say that. <laughs> you can hug him after I'll me. High five. Yeah. <laughs> With a hug, high five. Gosh, I just want to hug him for a really long time and just never, ever, ever let go. I kind of wanted to cry when I thought about that. Yeah. Got a bit emotional. But, um, emotion. Yeah, emotion. But um, gosh, like, you know those everyday moments where you just wish – gosh, I wish I could just hang on to Jesus right now or just be pulled in close to him. Imagine all of eternity in that place. Mate, I'm mm. ready. Amazing. Yeah. You I'll go. be really nice and I'll let you go next. No, no, no. no it's, I'm going to be really nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I would just... <laughs> I can't say the same thing. But I will uh, I'll just look behind and hopefully see... That I'm not there alone. I just really oh, want, really yeah, nice. I, I'd want, I'd say, look at Jesus and say, Jesus, if I open my eyes, please let me not turn around and be alone. Wow. That's so, so let beautiful. me have brought some people with me. But that is after I hugged well, him. Mine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mine sounds really selfish <laughs> but I was after first. that. <laughs> well, mine was hug as well. Like, And I was thinking. We broke the rule. You know those romantic movies where they're like running in the rain? <laughs> like I was kind of picturing that. And I was also thinking too, like I'm takes a lot for me to cry and I was thinking that's probably going to be a moment where I do I do yeah. have that emotional Aww. breakdown and cry but yeah. then I probably would start with all the questions of why did this happen and why did that happen and <laughs> yeah. please explain all of these things yeah. that would be my answer mm, that's beautiful yeah and who knows eh? um, th- there was a song <coughs> I can only imagine that song yeah it's a, what about the reaction would be when we see Jesus face to face beautiful song yeah Wow. I see me. We all went there. Hey. <laughs> now <laughs> reflection. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a really nice question. Thank you to, yes. I think I know who sent it, but I'm not going to say because <laughs> 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 there wasn't a specific name, but thank you. Yes. Um, all right. Let's jump straight in. Any tips on how to live amongst non-Christians where it, where it seems so hard to stand in our faith? Mm. Who's answering that? Anyone. Jump in. So, <laughs> no, everyone's like, okay, how do we live um, strongly? How do we live amongst non-Christians where it seems so hard to stand in our faith? Well, I think you have to pray. I think that's number one. If you're not praying, it's going to be impossible. Two, find out ways to surround yourself with people who will ignite your faith and keep your faith alive. Because, again, it's like a charcoal in a, on a barbecue, if you take it out and you put it on the side, away from the rest of the charcoal, it's going. the rest of the charcoal is going to stay on fire. It's going to be useful. It's going to cook your steaks. It's going to cook your tofu. But you take it out, or your pickled fish. Then, <laughs> but you take it out, it's going to turn to dust. So how important it is, I think the most important thing is to pray, one, and then but immerse yourself, surround yourself with people who do have faith. How do you do it? Watch YouTube videos. Listen to podcasts. 
get if you're in a Muslim country and you're unable to gather, make sure you are gathering. This is what's one of the things the pandemic has done for us. It has shown us accessibility of faith when we're when we're remote and unable to attend mm. a mass. So yes, make sure you're listening to that still small voice of Jesus every day and make sure that you're surrounding yourself with faith. Yeah, I was also just going to add, like, fill yourself up with faith so much that you can't help but live out your faith joyfully. And so when you do have to find yourself around people who don't necessarily share your faith, live that out so joyfully that they can't help but want what you have. And it's, gosh, I struggle with that so much, but it's, yeah, not easy. And it, but it also, um, I, this is such a vexed question. There are so many possible scenarios that would be so subjective, but also like you don't need to t- necessarily have to talk about God 24-7. Yeah. Talk about God. I remember I started in a role at a high school. I'd just come off two years of mission, preaching the gospel, started at a high school. I was like, yeah, I'm going to tell all these kids about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then I realized like they didn't care at all and if I had gone out and said Jesus 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 they would have run a mile and so it was the most beautiful lesson of I actually just put really awesome quotes and pictures all around my office but talked about everyday things with them shared their interests shared their hobbies did everyday life with them and I tell you what over time because I built a relationship of trust and a normal friendship like Christians can have normal friendships with non-Christians. The conversations and questions that came up because I was in a relationship with them, not because I was there to convert them yeah. or because I was Christian and they're not, just because we were humans sharing life together. Gosh, like God moved big time. And I would say more than he did when I was on my two years of mission and able to stand up in front of crowds and preach. So, so yeah. It's about relationship. Yeah. People at the end of the day, they, there's a, um, a guy um, called Maslow and he has the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yes. You know, if you, if you don't, it's like a triangle of needs and at the top there is this, the spiritual, the self-fulfillment needs. But what he says is if someone is starving, he's going to first cater for getting food. If someone's dying of hunger and, and you talk to them about Jesus... They're going to listen to you in as much as you're going to give them a bag of rice. So, after, so yeah. uh, at the end of the day, first feed them, walk with them, get to know them, let them trust you, and then bring them uh, authentic Jesus. Bring them Jesus. Yeah. Earn the right to be heard, you know? Yeah. Yes. And just love, like, I don't know, that sounds a bit, bit cheesy, but you can't. Jesus came to love us first yes. you know, before yeah. anything else. So take a leaf out of his big book called the Bible. <laughs> and listen to the podcast to learn about it yeah, <laughs> yeah um, that's great um, okay I'm going to move to a trickier question how do we teach our kids about their dignity and gender from a young age it's a whopper of a question one. and I didn't know the answer so I just messaged all of my mum so and dad did, friends so did I. <laughs> like you have kids what did you do they seem really awesome and you're a great parent so I'm just going to spend a little bit of time going through um, what they shared and and I think what I realized is there's no one set answer and it sounds like there are many consistent and cumulative things that we can do with our children to consistently share this message of of who God has created them to be and the uniqueness with which God has created them in many different ways. And um, 
the first thing that um, one of my sisters actually shared is she just said, first, lead by example. And, and quite simply, your kids listen to you and they watch. And not just when you're talking to them, but when you're talking to other people, how you talk about other people, how you speak with your spouse, how you react when you're angry. And so um, how you treat and speak to one another and other people is really important. And even the way that you talk about yourself um, in front of your children is so important when, when they're still building their idea of what dignity is and, and what people deserve. Um, and in terms of gender, um, what, very simply, um, my sister just said celebrate the differences by focusing on the complementary nature of masculinity and femininity, but also noted um, don't push gender stereotypes. You know, you don't have to advocate for what gender is by just pushing it on them or, you know, it can actually just be a really sort of more normal and organic conversation. And one other point, and I think this is really important because I understand the topic of gender can get quite complicated and particularly in the climate that we live in can become really complicated and it is because it's sensitive and it's really real for a lot of people. Um, but another person said from a really young age, and it doesn't have to be about talking about gender, but just build a relationship of trust with your children. How was your day? What was hard about your day? How are you feeling today? And from a really young age, let them know that they can come to you and speak to you about the joys, but also the challenges of their life, the things that are confusing their little minds and build that relationship so that when the harder stuff starts to impose on them or rise up in them, that they know that they can come to you as a place of trust, knowing that you're going to love them and speak truth and love to them. Yeah, beautiful. I was also just going to add like even just instilling to them this real knowledge from a young age of of their worth and their identity in God and also in, um, you know, keeping that scripture base. They're fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, God knew them before they were even born and made in the image and likeness of God and, um, you know, God – this. Every child is unique and and they've got a unique purpose that only they can fulfil, you know – just yeah really reminding them of that and that their worth is found in that not in the things that they do and oh that's great i think also it's important that like you were saying the first point you said is that they need to be see an example of the masculinity and femininity being honored like the husband honoring the wife mum honoring dad about for their masculinity and their femininity because i think one of the things that happens is that um masculinity and femininity can be put down you know you're crying stop stop crying like a girl mm. you know and and these and this um they're, they're made to feel guilty for doing that or or, or a, a guy who's being rough stop being rough you like it's part of their masculinity it's part of who they are it's like everything is repressed everything so allow also um the, the boys to be boys and allow girls to be girls and express it in that way. One of the things that, for example, and uh, this is a bit controversial, uh, when, when we go to the gym. Now, you go to the gym, and I, I like to go to rough bodybuilder gyms. Why? <clears throat> because, in a sense, men and women, but men are allowed to be men there. If they want to grunt, if they want to make noise, if they want to be rough, drop the weights. They can do that. It's not like if you go to another gym, if, if someone grunts, my goodness, everyone stops and looks with a face of disgust. But it's part of masculinity as well. It's like a war cry. It's a tribal thing. I don't yeah. know that, that these things happen. Why are people made uh, 
to feel guilty about being the man, the woman that they are. Now, this is a very small thing, but it could happen. I don't have kids. We don't have kids, so we don't know. But uh, you can <laughs> tell in small things that uh, um, they're made to feel bad about their masculinity and femininity. God is so uh, God honors every aspect of who we are as man and woman. One of my friends, Emily, said, I thought this was really sweet. Um, when her daughter does something courageous or something that she's proud of, she gets her, she looks her in the eye and gets her to um, repeat after her. She says, say after me, I am brave. And her daughter has mm. to say, I am brave. <laughs> say, I am strong. And she has to say, I am strong and I am beautiful. And um, I don't know, I really resonated with that. And I think if your child finds that security and truth in their parents, gosh, that's a pretty good foundation. And there comes a time where as a parent you have to let go and just trust that God will, you know, grow, grow the seeds that you've planted. But I, I thought that was beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. I think it's time. Maybe one more question and then we'll do Four something questions. fun. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll stop being long-winded. No, that's okay. Um, this question's good. There was two parts to it. Um, is it against the Catholic religion to be cremated? And if you were to be cremated but destined to be a saint, how could they pass the test of the body being incorrupt? Well, first of all, the second part, there's no criteria of the body needing to be incorrupt. That was the only <laughs> point I had. <laughs> Carlo Acutis was I just had was corrupt. Father Rob question mark. <laughs> well, Carlo Acutis, you know, we see him in his um, in this young saint and he looked so perfect. He was corrupt. His body was corrupt. Not he was corrupt. His body was corrupt. And they had to put wax and they had to reconstruct his body. So what we see actually is a reconstruction. It's exactly what he looked like. So that's certainly not a criteria whether your body is corrupt. Now, when it comes to cremation, no, it is not against the Catholic Church. But um, and some cultures frown upon it. You know, for example, even in Malta, it's not um, really sort of our tradition is that we bury to the ground. I, I believe that like going to the ground is a more natural way. Um, and we have to give the body dignity. Here's what the church does not allow. It doesn't allow you to um, cremate and then hold the ashes on a mantelpiece. Or scatter them in the sea. Or scatter them in the sea. They need to be um, dignity. They need to be put into the ground um, and be given a proper burial. Because we are even the symbol of us going back from dust to dust, ashes to ashes. Um, and also, it's we're not... Um, we're not ornaments, we're greater, we have more dignity than that. Okay? And then on the last day, God is able to raise us up, whether we're ashes or someone has um, stolen a bone and taken it somewhere yeah. else. So it, God, God is able to bring us back and to resurrect our bodies. So, yeah. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do something fun in a box. Okay, <laughs> so here we go. It's time for the mystery box. I can't believe we've got through a whole season of this, almost half in lockdown. In a lockdown, I was just going to say. <laughs> and managed to stump each other a couple but of it, times. Yes, a couple of times. But you have no, for those of you in different countries, like Australian lockdown was a bit crazy, Victorian especially. Like the only shop that was open is your supermarket. Literally, no, no other thing. I can't even think of any other shop. What would be The open? reject shop was open. Was What's it? it open? Oh, because there's an aisle of food. Ah, there's not food. Oh, I didn't think Smart. of that. <laughs> Smart, right? On your reject <laughs> shop. <laughs> well, you know, but what can you buy from these stores? Like, yeah, just it was, it was rough. Store. It is difficult to buy stuff. Anyway. So, 
Mystery box. We're allowed to go to the shops now, but this is not from our shops. These are from the streets of Indonesia. Wow. So <laughs> thank you to Alyssa for sending this to me. This was very um, Is Alyssa on the cool. call? She is on the call. Hi Alyssa. <laughs> one of our it's ministry right, partners. Right. Yay. There are two items in here. I kinda know what one is, but I don't know what the other thing is. So Alyssa, How do you know Alyssa, what one is? Because Alyssa oh, Alyssa told me. Uh, oh, you're but, cheating. No, cheater, no. Um <laughs> Alyssa's going to type the question, type the answer for me. I'm telling you to do this now. Don't if we don't up. get it I right. If we don't get it right. So, you guys, <laughs> for you, I don't care the, the for you. Let's not open. Let's okay, we're gonna open it. You can open it. Yeah. I'll hold okay, it you hold it. I'll open it. Ooh la la. Okay. Okay. The do first. the black thing first. Okay. The black thing seems. Oh, it's some kind of hat. This looks awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> can you please put that on? No. Is that disrespectful? What do you mean no? How do you put this on like this? <gasps> Is that right? Is it, if it's not a hat, I'd be. I'm is so that, sorry if that's disrespectful, but that looks. There's awesome. a special name for it. Do you know what it's called? <gasps> I love that. No. I don't know. Is it? What, what does it mean? What is it for? Okay, it's called a. It is a kind of headgear. Oh, it's it is. Called, okay. I hope I said this right. A blank. Am I wearing it right? I don't know. Is he wearing it right? Yes. 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 <laughs> it's a blank on, and it's a typical um, Javanese. Traditional piece of clothing. So headgear for a male used to protect Um, their heads from the heat of the sun or cold air. Ah. And it's made of batik fabric. I'm sorry, but that is the most awesome mystery box item of the season. And it has like a a pony. That actually looks really great on you. Yeah, it works. (laughs) (laughs) He's not going to take it off now. You need to return it. Wear that on the tour. There we go. Oh, my God. A boomerang. What's the next thing? You get to take it out. I don't know what this is. Okay, so what we have is they look like... Pieces of wood oh, that horseshoes that look like horseshoes, and they have a hole That's in either end. I was putting them in the box today, and my husband Daniel said, "Why do you have horseshoes?" <laughs> wow, I don't um, know if people can see this. Look, I'm stuck. Uh, maybe it's some kind of musical. Did instrument. we get that right? Tap Alisa? them together. <laughs> and you can tap horseshoes? anything do together. You put, do you put string through them, and they become hooks or something? I, I don't know. For those okay. of you watching on SOS, on, we on need help. YouTube, it's this is very confused. Very shiny pieces of woods, curved, um, semicircle. It's like ornamental. Two semicircles, but so they don't seem to join together. Alyssa, Alyssa, Alyssa. Alyssa. it's a wooden handle bag. <gasps> I got a handle uh, thing right. For handles. Oh my for ba- Where's the rest of it? Where's this Sarah bag? <laughs> <laughs> that might be a rest awesome. of it. Oh, so like. Oh, it's just the handles of the bag. No, no, it's like you put a bag and then the handles over ah. here. Ah. Portable handles. There you go. I love it. I love it. Thank you. You cannot find those things in Australia. Yeah. So that was thank you so much. I was so kind Good of way you to go send off on the, with a bang. Yes. Now, speaking of mystery box, we did promise through this season we're going to give these away. So look out on our social media for that special giveaway. There'll be another little giveaway item as well. We're not just going to give you the mystery box items. We'll give you something else too. <laughs> so keep an eye on our social media at Catholic Influencers underscore Instagram. That's where the giveaway will be. Fantastic. Yeah, there you go. Um, do we have another question? Oh, okay. So we'll go to... A question. If you enjoy listening to this podcast <laughs> and learning more about your faith, have you considered enrolling into our online courses? FRG Ministry online courses cover teaching, devotional and practical elements of the Catholic faith to help individuals, teachers, students and parishes across the world grow in their faith and understanding of the Catholic Church and their relationship with Jesus Christ. All courses include high-definition videos with expert and engaging speakers 
testimonies from everyday Catholics and downloadable content including interactive PDF guides, prayer cards and phone wallpapers. Online courses from FRG Ministry are also accredited for professional development for Catholic education staff in Australia. Titles include Knowing Mary, School of Prayer, Pentecost and the Holy Spirit, Introduction to the Bible and more, with new courses being added regularly. For more information about enrolment and subscription options, head to courses.frgministry.com. Make sure you get onto those courses. We are always working on new courses. Um, yeah, we love making courses. <laughs> <laughs> this is me just trying to fill time and talk. Okay, let's go back to some more questions. Um, okay, this is an interesting one. For where there are two or three gathered in my name, there am I among them. Does this apply when I recite the chaplet and rosary with Father Rob's recordings rather than two people present together? What do we think? Ooh. Short answer? A hundred percent. Yes, it applies. Yeah. Yes. A thousand million, a hundred percent. It certainly applies when you're on your own and get this, not even just when you are praying, like at all times, whether you're praying or not on your own or with a group of people, God is there with you. And also the angels, the saints, Mary as well, particularly in the rosary. But yes, um, at least also, I believe in um, intention as well, that if you intend as well in that way, that you are pl- praying for, you don't need to pray together. That God, Jesus was not talking about a moment in space and time. You have to pray together. It's praying for one intention. It could be many people praying um, for a particular intention. Even when we pray one moment and we're praying the other side of the world, we we, we understand proximity because we can see each other. <laughs> but in actual fact, we're very far away from each other. So yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. yes. It is. It does count. It does hold. Yeah. Do you agree? I do agree. I wrote absolutely (laughs) as well. Yeah, totally. Great question. Very good question. Okay. This is a good one. Is reading Harry Harry Potter against Harry Potter Potter, (laughs) Barry Trotter? (laughs) Is is reading Harry Potter against the teachings of the Catholic Church? I have heard Pope Benedict speaking against it, but I have taken the risk of reading them. Ooh. Thoughts. Ooh. <laughs> you know what? Pope, During the last lockdown, Pope Francis or Pope Benedict? Benedict. Ah, oh, Benedict. Okay, I, can't I actually that. watched the um, all the seven Harry Potter movies. Now I know the movies and not as good as the books. And <laughs> I was one of the. I, I remember lining up for the books. Maybe like the first and second one, not all Shoot. of them. But I loved reading when I was young. And I was just thinking, like there was one particular um, installment, I think you would call it, where I was seeing so many parallels to how the how the, I feel like how I see the church. I was like, wow, this is really interesting. Like, I've never thought of it this well, way. Well, uh, for sure, the the movie about Tolkien. What's what's that one? The Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen that. that one. That's absolutely. Um, yeah, th- that is very much based on scripture. But I think the danger. Let's talk about the danger of it. Mm-hmm. Is that it is based on witchcraft, which is satanic, which is evil. Um, uh, it's. Um, yeah, 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 Harry Potter is is. Um, and sometimes they actually use some sorcery words. Now, yes, um, what's her name? Who's the author of... J.K. Rowling. She's JK actually Ro- a Christian. She is a Christian, but oh. I mean, th- it doesn't mean that she's bringing forward Christian values, you know. But um, I, I think you must be aware that it is based on crit- um, witchcraft and it's glorifying witchcraft, which is ultimately satanic, which is ultimately evil, which is ultimately bad. But... 
in in a sense the in its in itself of itself the content there is nothing it's also fiction and i think yes. that um this is the reason why the the conversation around is it good or bad is so divided because you can sit on either side of the fence there is no real specific particular harry potter teaching in the catholic church it's mindful it's very good to remember that it is fiction it is not real and so just like any other fiction book or fictional story that we might read for leisure, um, you can. But obviously, yeah, as, as Father Rob said, like as the Catholic Church, we re- reject all practice of divination and sorcery as well. And, you know, they that does take place in Harry Potter. I think at the end of the day, I hope this isn't a lukewarm answer, but it is really up to you at the end of the day the same thing. and to guard your heart at all yeah. times, not just when you're reading Harry Potter, but when you put on the TV, there's so much on TV or around us in media that can really um, affect our soul, I suppose, without us realising. So not just when it comes to Harry Potter, but just being really aware of what you're consuming and guarding your heart your heart and mind. Um, yes. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, from a family perspective, like, I think it's something that... If, uh, it needs to be an age-appropriate thing, especially exactly. with Harry Potter. Like, and, and as Catholics, we need to be aware that the occult and the witchcraft, all that stuff is very real and yes. it's very scary. Um, but if you watch it with caution, you I can see there's some good things you can get out of it too, you know. Like you can see how there's the themes of the battle between good and evil and that's – like it's not all bad, but it needs to be watched with, with caution, caution yeah. I great, think. Great question. Yeah. And it's important for – Parents to be uh, informed and well informed, mm-hmm. yeah, about what they want want it to be normalized in their life. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wanted to know whether smoking cigarettes is permissible according to the teachings of the Catholic Church. Well, look, is it uh, building the temple of the Holy Spirit? I would say this is eating donuts. <laughs> Please do this. not say that that is not in line. Excessively. <laughs> no, well, I, I honestly, I believe this. So many people criticize tattoos, they criticize this and they criticize that. But what are we doing to our bodies ultimately that are destroying the, the beautiful temple that is, that is the, the body? You know, we, what are we feeding our body? And if we're u- using cigarettes and we're destroying the lungs which God has given us, with the information we have, 50 years ago, it's a different story because we had different information, we had different science, we had different... But now that with, with knowing what we know, yes, I think it is the, the sin is in that we are destroying the temple. Now, when it's an addiction, it's another thing, okay? Because uh, the, it has to be... Um, they have to have the freedom not to do it. It's just sin, sin uh, especially mortal sin, but all sin requires your, your consent, and if there's addiction, sometimes it's difficult to to take that consent. Mm. But uh, yes, ultimately, it's certainly not. I I, I think I'm, I'm pretty adamant about it. But um, I the, I don't know if there's an official church document well, about this. The Catechism two two nine zero. It says the virtue of temperance disposes us to avoid every kind of excess. So the abuse of food, alcohol, tobacco, or medicine. So yeah, it's not condemned to smoke, but not to do it in excess, but also as Father Rob said, like we do need to be aware of the health risks and that it can what what it can lead to. And yes, yeah, and uh, I may be having a cigarette after a meal. That's fine, but if you're going to smoke a packet a day, then that's a different yeah, it's a different story altogether. Cool. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, smoke. 
The Catholic faith does not promise a life free of suffering and affliction. What should we do when everything seems too much and we are overwhelmed? Anyone. That's very real. Being mm-hmm. overwhelmed and suffering is so real. And um, I don't know, I think we all have been touched by suffering in our own life. So when this, I felt, really felt, I don't know who this person is, but I really connected. And as you're listening, you know, maybe you're someone who finds yourself in a really overwhelming um, situation. But um, I think it goes without saying, first and foremost, in everything that we say, bring God into it. Like God, you do not have to do it alone. And even if people around you abandon you in your suffering, God does not. Mm-hmm. Turn to God and he will sit with you in your mess. He just sat with me in a lot of mess. Mm. Um, but some practical points, just reflecting on my own life. Speak to the people that you love and let them know you're struggling. I am the worst at this. I like to sit in my corner, shut my door and struggle alone. And gosh, like it's just like digging the dagger in deeper talk to the people you love they love you don't have to carry that burden um on your own and i think if you're able to um please seek professional help sometimes the struggle can be really overwhelming and too much and beyond what your friends can help you with and and though our faith is real and god is real and god is with us sometimes he does lead us um and in a sense encourage us to go and find help that that he can be in in that professional care as well. So a couple of tips, many different answers, I suppose. I have nothing to add to that without yet. Yeah, no, really. I was just going to say even um, in a spiritual way, read the lives of the saints because they they struggled too Mm -hmm. and and you're in good company. Like, yeah, we're not promised a a life of easy street. Like we are going to go through struggles and sufferings and the saints persevere through that. And the life of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, suffering makes us holy if we turn our suffering to him. We might do maybe one more question. What do you think? I think so, yeah. One more. Oh, it's too one hard more. to pick so many good ones. <laughs> one more question. One more question. Okay. Uh, Which one? Uh, uh, oh, to choose. Okay. Do our ministry partners have any questions? They, they do. Like They're just all good. Like Maybe we can answer some more another time. But I was going to say, okay. Sorry. The sorry, pressure sorry, is sorry, weighing sorry. upon Alyssa. The it, sweat it beads is, are dripping is. down. Oh, this is her a good face. one. This is a good one. Okay. I've come to understand that forgiveness means letting go of the hurt and anger at the person who did the hurting. I've also come to understand that forgiveness means being able to wish that person well and praying for them. Mm-hmm. In the eyes of God, is it okay not to forget what a person did in order to protect oneself from what they may do in the future? And in the eyes of God, is it okay to wish a person well? pray for them but not want them in one's life due to the toxicity they bring to the table oh yes great question excellent question I, yes i have a video a short video on that uh, that goes on, on youtube about forgiveness and i encourage you to do that but for, forgiving when you forgive someone you're wishing them well you really described it well whoever sent in this question and you understand the concept of forgiveness but for being forgiveness you don't throw all reason outside the window if someone's abusive towards you Yes, you forgive them. You don't let them control you anymore. You don't let their actions control you anymore. But don't be stupid mm-hmm. in staying in that abusive relationship. Move away. Move away. Like uh, moving away is not a uh, lack of forgiveness. It's it's elevating your own dignity and staying away from a situation that is destroying you. So, uh, and I'm not only talking about marriage. I'm talking about friendships. I'm talking about uh, um, work relationships. So. Be reasonable, be clever, and also 
<laughs> don't again don't don't be stupid yeah mm. and don't feel guilty if you can't forget like i think sometimes we can just as christians we're so hard on ourselves like i don't know why unnecessarily don't feel guilty if you can't forget the pain like i can't imagine the indescribable pain and hurt some people have received you know that you just shouldn't have had to have experienced so if you can't forget it that's okay i would just say don't hold it against somebody you know don't um remember it with a sense of revenge or with a you know this hope in your heart that they get what they deserve you know in a really spiteful way like that's it's really hard that's can be really human sometimes to feel those things but i think that's where god can come into our lives and um and though we didn't deserve to go through what we did just allow us to let go let go of, of that hurt let go of that person let go of the control that they had in our lives in that moment of hurt yeah and part of the forgiveness is like forgiveness is like healing for you and yes. um it's when you allow god to start to restore you and also knowing your worth and knowing that God doesn't want you to keep getting hurt. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And not forgetting something is also, uh, every time, you're not going to forget something just because you forgive something. When you forgive something, you're deciding to will them well in spite of the bad memory. Every time you think of them, you feel sick. You feel like you want to cringe, but you're still able to pray for them. And not only that, it becomes something beautiful because it's you start to realize that it's something that has drawn you closer to God help you grow in wisdom, help you grow in love. So again, God takes our mess and turns it into a message. That's what God does, even through forgiveness. So don't be afraid of those who hurt you. Um, just be afraid of allowing them to still control you by the lack of forgiveness. So if you're not forgiving someone, you're still allowing them to control you because they're going to sleep fine. And you're the one getting ulcers. You're the one losing sleep. Totally. What's that quest so overquoted, but... um. I- not forgiving someone is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die, which yeah. is a really Gandhi. yeah, yeah. Gandhi. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. just sit with that for a little while. Yes, or don't with the poison. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that brings us to the end of the season. No way. Wow. Yeah. But we're going to have a little bit of a break, but we're not going to leave you empty-handed. Like, but wait, there's so more. Nice. <laughs> um, we earlier this year in collaboration with FRG Ministry, did a Holy Week retreat. We are doing an online Advent retreat. And the oh. best news is that it's going to be hosted by us. Yay! Catholic <laughs> Influencers Podcast hosts. Please join us for that November 28th all the way through to December 25th. That's when Christmas Day is. Ooh. Live reflections, masses. We're going to pray the rosary. We're going to do some adoration. There's... It's going to be great. Um, yes. And you can register for that at encountercourses.com forward slash Advent Retreat. It's a free event. Invite your friends, but places are limited. You need to register. Last year, last Advent, we had 3,000 people register. No, no way. Not Advent, last Lent. 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 Yeah. We didn't, we never, 3, never done <laughs> We never done an Advent one. So <laughs> pray for us that it all goes well. Yes, how exciting. So, but this time we have to limit. Yeah, so just make sure you register um, uh, and we'll send you the link. Um, this will be live on Zoom. Um, with us and then there'll also be some events that are on um, YouTube and so on and so forth. So we're very excited for that. It'll be fun. It's been so great hanging out with our ministry partners as we film, record this episode of the podcast. So big shout out to our wonderful ministry partners. We're looking at your faces right now and they're beautiful. They're gleaming. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to everyone who's listened, shared the podcast. We can't wait to join you again in 2022. 
Yes. Gosh. Wow. Start okay. sending us your ideas. We need to start planning this season. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if you want to stay in touch, please go to frgministry.com forward slash podcast. We'd love to hear from you. And also um, on social media, fr. No. <laughs> Just go to frgministry.com forward slash podcast and all the links are there. How yes. about that? Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> Very good. So we'll see you at the Advent Retreat. Thank you so much. God bless you. And I hope you have a wonderful, also, feast of Christ the King. Happy World Youth Day. Yes. (laughs) I love how you just bring that segue in. God bless.